Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 130, which we are recording on Thursday, December 22nd. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we should call this one the episode that almost wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should. It's been a brutally difficult week, to put it mildly. And we've been juggling recording times and we're here. It's evening time. We're sitting at the Santa Cruz Harbor and this is now going to become a recording tradition for us because the boats, some of the boats have Christmas lights on them. And it's just about dusk right now. And some of the lights are coming on and it's going to soothe our frazzled souls. I hope so. And if you were with us last holiday season, we recorded an episode at the harbor after the lighted boat parade as well. And so when we were planning this episode, I said, oh, how about we make it a tradition, record at the harbor. And then our first attempted recording time fell through, as did our second, and possibly our third. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, we are here. We are so excited to be recording. And welcome, Light. It's yeah. the solstice. Well, it's just past solstice. Yeah, solstice was yesterday. But right? welcome, Light. Yeah. <laughs> we need the Light. So we're looking forward to that. And all the little Christmas lights twinkling in front of us. Yes. Oh, the peace one just came on. Yeah. Nice. It was dark like three minutes ago and now it's nice. lit up. All okay. right. So what are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my granito sweater, which as I look at my notes from last episode, I see I talked about it last episode because I had finished it in the interim between previous episodes. Granito is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli from her Favorite Things collection. It's an oversized drop sleeve pullover with side set in pockets. And it was a fairly fun, quick, well, fairly quick, very fun knit for me. I love the Western Sky Knits yarn that I used, and I love the way the colors are playing out. It is a gray with speckles of pink and turquoise, a spot of green here and there, and a spot of a darker purple here and there. Very fun. Very pretty. And currently it's perfect for the weather we're having. We have crazy cold mornings and then somewhat mild warm afternoons. I and we can actually was... say crazy cold because it's been in the 30s. Yeah, and here then in the this afternoon I believe it was mid 60s. Yeah. So the sweater is a good transitional piece for me. Okay, I'm going to venture an explanation of the color of your sweater. So looking out at the water right now, it kind of looks like the dark water with the colorful Christmas lights reflected in it. It does. Doesn't it? That's a really good way of thinking about it. I like that. I like that a lot. Because there's a a large peace symbol right in front of us (laughs) that's lit up with the very colorful Christmas lights, the little tiny Christmas lights. And the reflection of that in the water looks a lot like Charlene's sweater. Okay, I like that. (laughs) So how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing a new purchase, and this is the new t-shirt design by Carita of Neighborhood Fiber Company. And we have had the pleasure of working with Carita in her booth at Stitches and knitting with her yarn for many years. And she sent out her newsletter a couple days ago saying that she was taking a stand for kind of unity and peace in the world right now. And she made this great hoodie, long sleeve shirt, and a tote bag that have a 
fist holding a ball of yarn. And it says <laughs> unity or over the top of that. So Charlene and I each splurged on a shirt and they are that super soft tri-blend material and it's going to be something that I think I pretty much live in. Yeah. Really I like love it. it. Great quality. It arrived in, I think, two days. I was really surprised <laughs> at how fast it arrived. I was too. I opened my front door this morning at seven. There's a box there. Wow. And, wow. Look at that. It's already here. So again, neighborhood fiber company, if you're interested. And I just think it's a good, a good sentiment right now. I agree. Uh, that and the Women's March. I've been doing a lot of study on that. We talked about that with the Pussy Hat Project mm -hmm. last episode. Yeah. And the March is January 21st. And it so happens that one of the sister city marches is here in Santa Cruz. It is. And I, I have, will be there. I have orders for hats from several friends. So I have, it's, it's interesting. I have several groups of, like I have my knitter friends and then I have friends other friends, several groups that all want to march. So it'll be fun. Yeah. It's the crossover, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of those dreams where people that don't really know each other in real life, all of a sudden they know each other in your dreams. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it'll think, be fun. I'm looking forward to the event. Yes, yeah, so am I. And I think I'm going to be knitting some hats for my other non-knitting friends too. Yeah. Probably Melissa and Christina yeah. will be top of the list. So all right. Pretty cool. So that's what I'm wearing. And what have you been stocking? Stocking a few things in between the holiday kid family madness. Uh, the first one is called the Anguli Cowl by Hilary Smith Callis. Oh. And this cowl is, let's see, it is designed, well, first, Hilary Smith Callis is the designer of the Star Shower cowl, which I have knit twice, but will not knit again. <laughs> <laughs> not Nothing wrong with the pattern. I will just not personally knit it again, but it is a lovely piece. I have to, I have to reaffirm that lest anybody get the wrong idea about the pattern. It's just not my cup of tea to knit. But it is a piece that I wear a lot, and I think this new pattern, the Anguli cowl, I would wear a lot as well. This one looks like it would be a little bit more fun to knit. It is striped, it's in garter stitch, and it is meant to replicate the look of a triangular, triangular shawl. So if you wear the point of a triangular shawl to the front and then typically toss the ends around the back and maybe loop them or bring them even to the front again, you get that nice little point. So if you could get that look in this cowl, you just put it over your head without worrying about the ends. The ends don't really bother me, but I like the look of this cowl anyway. <laughs> yeah, I always think of it as like a bandit style. Yes, that's a good way to describe it. And it's fingering weight, two colors, and it only takes 250 yards of the main color and only 100 yards of the contrast color. So I think it would be a good scrappy project because if you have a half skein of some color and then 100 yards of another color or even mix and match multiple colors, I think it'd be really cool. So I'm going to keep an eye on projects as they come through Ravelry because it's always fun to see the way people mix colors mm -hmm. on projects like this. So that's the first thing I'm stocking, the Anguli Cowl by Hilary Smith Callis. The second one 
is called Yonder by Sweet Birch Designs. And it, this one was a one of those temporarily free patterns on Ravelry when the designer introduces a pattern and says it's free for the first few days or 24 hours or something. And I picked it up then and it's a cabled hat pattern knit in worsted white. And often I think that I probably have enough hat patterns to knit for years. <laughs> I, I think that if I knit from my own library of hat patterns, I probably would not knit all the hat patterns that I have liked or put into my Ravelry library. Yet here I go. I keep getting distracted by yep. the new and shiny hat. Yep. And so I've added this one to my library. It has ribbing. It has a chart. And the design is just repeated around the hat. So I think you could probably fairly easily knit it with minimal chart usage, which I prefer. I don't like having a, I don't like having to follow a very detailed chart when I'm knitting a hat because when I'm knitting a hat, I kind of just want a relaxing knitting. But I think since it's repeated all the way around, it might be fairly easy to do. And it looks really good. And it's worsted weight. It'd be really fast. So there you go. I've added another hat yep. pattern to my queue. I think that sometimes when I do that, download a free hat pattern or whatever, and you think, oh my goodness, how many hat yes. patterns? Am I exactly. collecting them? Am I hoarding exactly. them? I mean <laughs> and it's just that new shiny hat moment. Yep. Um, so, and even though I think, I often think I'm not a hat knitter, it seems to happen every year around this time I end up knitting hats. So I'm a seasonal hat knitter. There you a go. A seasonal <laughs> hat knitter. Yep. Yes. I like that. And then the third thing I'm stocking, Gail and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording is the sock head cowl by Kelly McClure. And this is to go with the ubiquitous sock head hat, which in fact, Gail and I are both <laughs> knitting at the moment. Like right now. At yes. This <laughs> and this one is very basic cowl. You cast on join in the round, you knit ribbing for several inches, you knit stockinette for several inches, and then you knit ribbing to finish it off. And I think you do it, I think she has you weigh your skein and you knit so many inches of ribbing, you weigh it, and then you knit in stockinette until you have that many grams left that you use for your first section of ribbing for your second section of ribbing. So you don't even have to measure, you wow. just weigh. Nice. <laughs> Which I love. Well, that makes sense because you, then you don't even have to measure your gauge. You can right, just go. exactly. Yeah. You can just knit Sweet. away. And so it's, it's nice to have that math all done for you. The pattern is so basic that you can use a multicolored yarn or a speckled skein and just let the colors be the star of your completed piece rather than worrying about a stitch pattern. So if you have single skeins, and most of us do, of those multicolored sock yarns or, or speckled skeins that you just aren't quite sure what to do with, I think this is a good choice for those skeins. Yeah, that they, they would be really pretty. Yeah. Knit up that, in that yeah. And if you've ever wanted to knit even a charity cowl, this would be a good pattern. 
I think if I were going to do it for charity rather than knitting the whole skein as a cowl, I would probably do the math and maybe use half the skein for a shorter cowl to make it um, get two cowls out of one skein that way. Or possibly. even a hat and cowl. Or a hat and cowl, yeah, yeah, because the cowl as written, it is a fairly tall cowl. You can pull it up and cover your face. So if you're not a tall cowl person, it's very easy to customize. Well, and the <laughs> it same being with the, so basic. Yeah, the sock head hats the yes, same way. I exactly. never knit them to the measurements never, that right, she specifies. Because the, they so are huge. very, very tall, yeah. long hats. I agree. So again, that is the sock head cowl by Kelly McClure. How about you, Gail? What have you been stocking? Well, first I want to apologize because this is the least prepared I've ever been Aww. for an episode of a podcast. <laughs> and it's probably the least amount of stocking I've ever done before a podcast, too. Um, I've put this in the chatter thread in our group, but Mike had a partial knee replacement surgery a week ago yesterday. And a few days later, my dad was admitted into the hospital for a GI bleed, and he is fine after spending three long days in the hospital without any food, but he is back home, he is eating again, and Max has the flu. So it's been <laughs> one of those, you know, you couldn't have written that in a script if you <laughs> Right. <laughs> so not a whole lot of stocking has been going on. That's okay. But there are some things, the new Stranded magazine came out, the cold weather issue, and although I can't remember any of the pattern names off the top of my head, they have an adorable hat that I want to knit. I think it's in Aaron Waite. I think it's Imperial Stock Ranch yarn. It's really cute. It's one of those, like a ski hat that goes over your head, but it almost looks like a hood. And it has little, they're not tassels, but like little braids that come down off the front points of the hat. And it has like a ribbed area that goes around the back of your neck to keep your neck really warm. And it's just super cute. Two color. And I do have yarn to do that at home. So check out that new issue of Stranded Magazine. The newest issue of Twist Collective came out. And there were lots of accessories in this issue. I didn't see anything that I just had to knit. But it was fun to look through it. And I didn't spend a lot of time looking at things. When I have more time, I'm going to go back and look at it more carefully. But there were some super cute, especially accessory patterns. And that Was that a hawk? No, I think it's a seagull. Okay, it looked kind of bird of prey-ish at first. So those are some of the things that I've been glancing at. And I've really been enjoying the Advent type of posts. I know that Melanie Berg, Lisa Haynes, and Suvi Samola were all doing Advent calendar type of discounts where they had one pattern every day for the first 24 days of December. So I was having fun checking those out every day. And there was something else, not the sock head cowl. Like I said, now I can't remember what it was. A lot of the hot right now have like caught my eye briefly. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a new magazine too. I think it's called Len. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Len is the French word for a wool. And there were some hot right now patterns. There's yes. a sweater by Hohi, a sweater by Vera. Yeah. There are a few other designer who's, designers whose names I recognized. The woman who did the hooded shawl cardigan that I tried to knit. She's in it with a beautiful shawl. Su Susan Summers? Summers. Suzanne yeah. Summers. There we Suzanne. go. Thank okay. you. 
So that was an interesting new thing to see this morning. I think there were seven or nine patterns in it. And I didn't investigate to see where they're selling the magazine or if it's an electronic magazine or a paper magazine. I didn't note that either. And I haven't had a chance to look through all of the patterns, but I did notice the magazine on Ravelry. Yeah, Suvi Samola had a pattern in it as well. Actually, that's the one that caught my eye first. I think that's the one that caught my eye Yeah, it had, too. I think, lace on the top and I think it had two colors. I don't remember, but I know that I, I did see one by her and I for some reason it caught my eye. Yeah, it was really cute. And it was a fingering weight sweater. It was Ba Ram U uh, Titus yarn. Oh, okay. So it was really, really pretty. Nice. So that's something to keep your eyes open for too. Yeah. So that's my stocking has been kind of sporadic and random, but um, <laughs> those are some things that really caught my eye in the last couple of days. So what are you knitting? Well, besides your sock head hat. <laughs> well, the aforementioned sock head hat. Has it actually... ever happened that we're actually knitting the very same thing when we're recording? I don't, I don't know. think so. Yeah, that was completely I'm not random, sure. too. That was completely random, but it's an interesting thought because we do knit the same thing. Ultimately, often. end up knitting a lot of the same patterns. If you guys have ever gone onto the people page on Ravelry. Now this, I think I've mentioned this before, but this is a kind of a fun feature. If you click on the people page and then you scroll down to the very bottom, mm -hmm. they have a feature called neighbors. And what neighbors is, is it shows you other Ravelers who have knit the same pattern as you. So you can see other Ravelers who have really similar taste. And Gail and I, I think we have 90 patterns, patterns in that common. we've knit yeah. in common the most out of any Ravelers. And it's it's that idea that once you see something in person, you really like it much better than just seeing a photograph. So that's why that happens, I think. Stephanie and I knit a lot of the same things, too. Mm. And I can't believe I just forgot her Ravelry name. She's the one who's the runner. She lives like four hours away from us. She posts in her group all the time. I'm so sorry, Steph. I completely just forgot your Ravelry name, but she and I often knit the same oh. things too. But when I look on my neighbor's page, I don't yeah. see her there, which always oh. surprises me because she and I have That's knit many oh. things in huh. common. Yeah. Just maybe there's somebody else. There's more patterns in common with other Ravelers. Yeah. Cause the thing it, so it searches for any patterns in common. So right. like I knit a lot of random hat patterns. So yes. I find people who yeah. are neighbors with who yeah. those aren't really my, right. my general type of knitting, right. but yeah, it's fun to check that out. Yeah. So that was a little aside, but something fun to check out. If you've never looked at it, go check it out. So as I mentioned, the socket hat, I think I cast it on the last episode to have for recording mm -hmm. and I looked it up it's going to be my 14th hat of the year this one I'm knitting a second sock head from a single skein so both of these skeins are going to go back to the retreat center where I got the yarn from originally at our retreat in the d-stash room yep. so they're going to go back to the order that donates them there so Second thing, I am, actually, I wrote my notes before, but I wrote that I'm finishing my project Peace Cal, which at the time that I wrote these notes, I was finishing up. I knit mine flat because I didn't want to cast on 300 plus stitches. Yeah. <laughs> and I was worried that my 
cast on and bind off would not match. And for some reason, I was fixated by that with this project. I don't know. So I decided since I was so fixated with it, it wouldn't be a peaceful project for me if I knit the pattern as written. <laughs> so I changed it up, cast on much fewer stitches, knit back and forth, knit it flat, and kitchenered the ends together. And pleased with the way that it turned out, I made it about the same size as my Meditate cowl, that pattern that I knit by Elizabeth Doherty a while ago, because I find I wear that one a lot. It's, oh, do you? Yeah, it's a double wrap fingering weight cowl, and it just seems to be the perfect weight, fingering weight, so it's not too hot, and I really like it. So I wear that one a lot, so I kind of modeled this in terms of size after that one. Brilliant. So it'll have the same kind of function in I my wardrobe. I just gifted my Meditate cowl to my physical therapist. Oh, you ago. did? Yeah. <laughs> I just, the colors, the greens in it were too yellow for my complexion. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. So those are, I think, the only things that I'm actively knitting on right now. I'm kind of working on clearing up some things that have been hanging on the needles before starting something for the self-indulgent knit-along. Ooh, so are you going to be swatching soon? I should be, shouldn't I? <laughs> we get to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So how about you? What are you knitting right now? Well, I managed to run out of the house without my knitting. And thank goodness I had this emergency sock head project <laughs> in my purse. So I carry this little tiny project bag around, which is just large enough to hold the needles and the little skein of yarn. And thank goodness I did because I pulled up to record and thought, oh my gosh, I forgot my knitting. Ah. So emergency knitting, always good to have. I am also knitting Mike's Christmas socks. I finished his first sock while waiting for him to be out of surgery last week. And then I cast on the second sock sitting with my dad in the hospital and it's almost to the heel. So I don't know if I'll have it done by Christmas or not, but there's no You're big rush close. for him yeah. to get his socks on on Christmas because he's not going to be bike riding for at least another four weeks. True. So there's no rush on those. I'm also knitting the peace cowl. So I last knit on that on the 14th, the day he had surgery. And my life hasn't been peaceful since then. And it didn't feel like the right thing to do to knit on it when I was feeling kind of chaotic. So I decided I wasn't going to knit on it for a while. Mm -hmm. So I didn't participate in the second half of the knit along, but it's something that I'm looking forward to working on um, coming up soon. And I also am working a lot on my bleached cardigan. So I cast that on several weeks ago and it kind of stalled out because I was working on my sock yarn blanket and I brought it to the surgery center with me for Mike's surgery and just started knitting on it and got caught up in it again. You know how sometimes you set a project down yeah. and then once you pick it up, yeah. you get fired up again. Yeah. So I will be done with the fronts of that sweater tonight. It's a bottom up and then I will work on the back and then you join in a three needle blind, blind off, a three <laughs> needle bind off at the shoulders and then they're set in sleeves. So I'll pick up the stitches and knit short rows to do the sleeve cap and then their short sleeves. And then all I will have to do is pick up and knit the collar of the sweater. So it's very close to being finished. And I have all of next week 
off of work. So I hoped that the next, I hope that the next time we record, I will have a finished cardigan because I'd really like to get that done before the self-indulgent knit along starts. I'd like to get all of, like you just said, all the other projects off my needles. Mm -hmm. And with the week off coming up, I might actually get it done. (laughs) So I'm super excited. Looking forward to that. And just some general downtime. Yeah. It'll be, it'll feel very good. That's what I'm looking forward to. Just hopefully some downtime. Yep. Not needing to get everybody up and moving and then make the dinner and do the laundry. I've been doing all the things. (laughs) I'm usually really spoiled and Mike does all those things while I work. I've been doing all of them and I have great admiration for all of you who work and take care of your family all the time. I don't know how you do it. I just don't know where you find the hours to do all the things. And any of you who are caretakers, I have the utmost respect for you and your patience and what you do for a living. And thank goodness for you, because I don't know how I would get through a constant full-time need to care for somebody. It's hard work. So hats off to you. All right, moving on to what we finished. What have you finished since the last one? I finished a fun one. I finished my big old coat. I can't wait to see it. Short version, which is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. The original pattern is a big, long coat. It's very oversized and it's long. I want to say between mid thigh and knee-ish is probably where it would come to as written on most folks. This is a shortened version. I just went to the waist or top of my pants, I guess I should say. And I, let's see, I also modified in addition to the length, I modified the sleeves a little bit because the sleeves are very oversized and more proportional to a long coat. So I made my sleeves more proportional to a shortened jacket. So that worked out really well. I knit mine in the Blue Moon Fiber Arts BFL yarn in what's called the Ravenscroft colorway, which is a tonal black through kind of what I called a grello. I realized when I listened to the previous episode, I mentioned the word slash color grello and didn't really define it. And perhaps not everybody knows the term grello. It's used to define a combination of gray and yellow. So kind of a a dirty yellow or or a gray with a yellow tint. (laughs) I think I've heard people use it for green and yellow too. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have too. So I saw green in your big old coat. Yeah, it's, it it is definitely a green leaning yellowish. Yeah. Gray. (laughs) I don't trust my color sense anymore since thinking that my, my recent Hohe knit was, gray when it's really navy oh (laughs) i love the color but i don't trust my my color sense sometimes i honestly think that yarn changed a little bit after you washed it oh maybe okay good that makes me doubt myself a little less (laughs) so the the grello color it's tonal it goes from a black um through that grello color i was really surprised that i didn't have as much issue as I thought I would knitting a dark yarn because I really thought I would have a problem with it. I've knit very few dark items as dark as that yarn was 
very few black items. For that reason, it's just hard to see when you knit. But I guess I have a really good lineup. Because <laughs> it was okay. I knit it often, well, pretty much in the in the evenings with the lamp. So it went well. I've really never had a problem with dark yarns and seeing them occasionally. But I don't think it's a myth. I think that it's partially true that it's harder to see. But I've knit lots and lots of dark colors and hmm. don't really have a problem. Well, maybe I have a good light too. Good light and good maybe. eyes. Because I, it just makes my eye, I, I often feel like it just makes my eyes tired and I get tired of knitting darker things. But I got this lamp maybe within the last year and it's a pretty good lamp. It has LED bulbs in it and okay. it's very bright. I really like it. Very happy with the lamp. Good. So it was also a fun knit. I, the whole piece is, has a pattern stitch in it. And I enjoyed knitting in pattern. The first one that I knit, I knit very quickly because I really enjoyed knitting in pattern. And this one, I also knit fairly quickly, not as quickly, but it it's done. It's off the needles Yay. and I'm really excited to wear that. <clears throat> Second thing I have finished is a chunky hat that was knit in a new yarn from Malabrigo called Catacole, and I used a pattern by Katie Fraker called the Caracole Button Hat, and it's a really quick knit because it is knit on size 13 needles. I believe the skein is, mm, I didn't check, but I believe it, it's less than 100 yards. It's, I'm going to say 95 yards or so. And I didn't even use the whole skein for the hat. I, I oh, think, really? Yeah, I think the hat took, it's on my Ravelry page. I didn't write it in my notes, but I believe the hat took 60-ish or maybe slightly less. And then just today, I was looking at all the yarn that I had left, and I decided to make a pom-pom for the top of the hat. Uh. So I added a big floppy pom-pom to it. And I didn't, I'm not used to making pom-poms, and I didn't make the pom-pom as full as I should have. But it looks cute anyway. The lucky cat at work is wearing that hat right now. Tell us about that yarn. I'm super curious. So it's, it's obviously extra bulky. or it, It's super bulky. Okay. I think the pattern calls for a size 15 needle. Ooh, to I don't knit. even think I have that, And that's just it. I didn't have one either. So I knit mine on 13, and it was just fine. But it's a thick and thin yarn that is spun with what they call a binder thread. And the binder thread is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a thin piece of thread, the same color throughout. The thread is either white or black, depending on your colorway. And then the yarn is also tonal. So you've got the binder thread wrapped around the wool that is spun thick and thin. So it's a very interesting texture. The yarn itself has a very interesting texture and it yields a fabric that is really unique. And I think you have to knit it somewhat loosely in order to see the beauty and the changes in the yarn as it goes through the skein. So that's the 
caracol button hat. I put a little button on it too, so Aww. it came out came out really cute. I was very happy with the way it turned out. Did you use the button technique for the pom pom? I did not. Oh. <laughs> I want to try that. Try I it. yeah, it's it's just going to be a store sample, so I just tacked it on there yeah. quickly. And then the third thing was just a silly little project that I made. I made a cowl for my cat. <laughs> it's actually a little, it's almost like a knit collar. When I say cowl, I'm using the, the, the word cowl very loosely because it's just a little knit ring that goes over his collar. It's very loose. And I used a Plymouth Encore that I had left over. It's a red and a green. So it's holiday themed, holiday colored basically a cat collar very fun but it looks very dapper and <laughs> in, in, in the spirit of christmas yeah it it took less than an hour to knit it was just a very quick spur of the moment project and we've told charlene she's not allowed to start knitting, knitting more clothes for, for boo yeah my <laughs> family has made fun of me for that showing me cat cats dressed that they found on the internet saying is this coming next no it's not coming next this was just a random thing so there you have it that's what i've finished how about you i have finished one thing i finished a hat called the claudia hat by mj kim and this was a hat that i've had in my my queue and my pattern library for years and years and years and my friend Christina, one of my running friends, I asked her if she would like a hat for Christmas, and she responded so enthusiastically oh. that oh, cool. I was so excited to knit one for her. And we talked about color, and she wanted navy blue, and I said, okay, well, give me some idea of what kind of fit you want and what style you want. She sent me pictures that she found on the internet and I brought hats for her to try wow. on. It was a very fun iterative process. I really enjoyed knitting this hat for her. And I ended up using Madeline Tosh DK twist yarn in the nocturne colorway, which is like a black over dyed dark navy blue. It's a beautiful color. She's Italian and she has very Italian coloring and looks beautiful on her. And this particular hat, it has twisted rib. So purl one, knit one through the back. And then there's a really cool cable pattern that's part of the brim. So it holds it tight on your head because she didn't want a loose fitting hat. And she, like I, has a smaller head. So I played with the numbers a little bit to make it so that it would fit her. And then I knit the the brim, not the brim, but the, you know, the border around your head and a little bit longer. And then it, the way the decreases happen at the crown, it just looks really pretty. So that's the Claudia hat by MJ Kim. And it was adorable. I brought it to her half knit still in the needle so that she could try it on. I wanted to make sure it fit her well before I kept knitting it. And she saw me walking up to her car with the hat and she just started blowing me kisses through the window. She was so excited and she was raving about the color and I brought it to her. She just left for a visit to her family in Italy a couple days ago and I got it to her before she left oh, and nice. she was like, it's going straight into the suitcase. I nice. can't wait to wear it. So It's so wonderful when we have appreciative 
recipients. Well, and she, and then Melissa, my other running friend, I gave her her socks that I knit her for Christmas this morning, and she had a very similar reaction to her hand knit socks. So extremely knit worthy friends, and they will get pussy That's hats right. for the March. So very fun to knit for people like that who are just so enthusiastic and gushing about their knit yes. gifts. So very fun. And that's all that I finished. Everything okay. else is just a work in progress. Okay. All right. So we want to talk about the self-indulgent knit along. It's about to start. So January 1st through March 20th, 21st. March 20th, 2017 is the spring equinox. So... As you can tell, a lot of our knit-alongs, we use those type of turning of the earth dates as our start and end dates. So it works out perfectly to give all of us almost a full three months to knit anything that brings you joy. As long as it's self-indulgent in some way, knit to your heart's content. We don't care what it is, what yarn it is. Knit, crochet, spin. We're we're non particular about craft right we don't discriminate against yes. different crafts we love them all craft unity there you go there you go as long as it involves fiber it's good to go so i have several things that i would love to knit and i'm sure you do too i have a few well i have a lot that i would like to knit i'm really having trouble narrowing it down of course do you want to talk about what you have what what you are thinking of Well, the first one that I really would be my first cast on if I had the yarn is the Clio Pullover by Elizabeth Doherty. Her latest release, which I talked about on our last episode, it's a beautiful pullover styled after a fisherman's sweater. Charlene and I got to try it on in real life when we saw Elizabeth at Monarch Knitting several months ago, and I've been fantasizing about knitting it ever since, and... The yarn I want to use is not in stock. It's Mm. Quince and Company's newest DK weight called Phoebe, as in the bird. And the colorway I want to use is called Neptune. It's a very dark navy, and they haven't had it in stock for weeks. So half of me wants to think about doing another color, and the other half of me says, hold out. There are lots of things you can knit before that. Mm -hmm. So. I'm going to continue to be patient because that's really the color that I want and the yarn that I want. I almost broke down and bought some Malabrigo Malabrigo Arroyo at the Swift Stitch the other day in the Reflecting Pool colorway, which is this beautiful aqua-ish color, but they didn't have enough skeins, so that saved me because I really do want to knit it in the Phoebe. So Clio would be my first choice, and if by some strange quirk of fate i happen to get some by september 1st that will be january 1st sorry january 1st that will be my cast on but it's not looking very likely and it's stephanie sews stephanie she's going to be knitting a cleo as well and elizabeth is having a cleo knit along in her group That's right, Blue studios is, yes so and she also is going to give us a prize for the self-indulgent knit along correct yes, yes. So Elizabeth's awesome. She's a very sweet, wonderful lady and a fabulous designer. She has the most well-written knitting patterns that I've ever knit, hands down. I agree. Yep. So that's my first choice. What's your first choice? Well, one that I mentioned in our planning thread, if you've been in our Ravelry group, you may have noticed that we've opened a thread for planning for the self-indulgent knit along. And the one that I mentioned is a sweater called Ivy Lines by Yoko Johnston. I've had my eye on this one for a while now. 
and haven't cast it on. It's one of those sweaters that's going to require a little bit more concentration because it does have a lace pattern. It's got really cute gathers on the front of the shoulder. So there's, there's a few techniques thrown in there in addition to the lace. I think it will be a fun knit, but I am really enamored of the final project. When I see that sweater on people, on their project pages, I really like the it's way it looks. It's beautiful. So I'm looking <clears throat> forward to making that. I think I am going to go ahead and stick with that. I have a sweater's quantity of Tosh Merino Light in the kitten colorway. Oh, that's what color you're going to use. I okay. think so. Yeah, I think so. When I bought that, it was the first thing that came to mind that I wanted to knit. And it's a pretty neutral, soft gray, maybe a warm gray, I would call it, a definite warm gray. And I think it'll work perfectly. I think that will be a beautiful yeah, color for that sweater. I think it will. A, a nice neutral sweater. Mm -hmm. A lot of my lace <clears throat> sweaters, for some reason, have ended up being real bright pink. Think of my Hito Fude that's knit in that Dianthe colorway yeah. from Western Sky Knits. And then <clears throat> I have Heartfelt, which has that big lace panel down the back and around the collar. It's also a bright pink. That one is knit in the Coquette Dew colorway. So that I have two bright pink sweaters yep. with the with very um, large portions, big design elements that are lace. So I think I need a neutral. <laughs> yeah, that'll be beautiful. Yeah. So that's my first choice. Do you have any others in mind? Oh, yes. Lots. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been doing when I can't stock is like mentally going through my queue yeah. and my yarn. Yeah. So the next one that's super high on the list is a pattern that <clears throat> I have stocked since the book came out. It's a Yasolda Teague pattern called Malia, and it is from her book, Little Red in the City, and it is somewhat like a cape. I mean, if you're, it looks like a cape, but it's a sweater, kind of, or maybe just because it has a very big, deep hood that reminds me of like a Little Red Riding Hood style mm -hmm. hood. Yeah, but it has sleeves. So it does have, definitely yeah. a sweater. It's definitely a sweater, but it reminds me of a cape for some reason. And it's worsted weight, and it has a beautiful cable that goes around the front of the hood yeah. and down the fronts of the sweater and on the cuff. And it has pockets, and it's just beautiful. And it has a button closure right at the top. Two, two button closures at the top. So this one, so she released this in June of 2011. And I have a sweater quantity of candy skein yummy worsted in my stash that's been in my stash a really long time and the colorway is a watermelon so it's a pink color and i've been wearing my coat sweaters all the time mm -hmm. lately so spectrum has too. had a lot of wear gather together has had a lot of wear and i think i would wear malia a lot it's just one of those sweaters I can see putting on over other things. So it would be big enough to put on over a long sleeve t-shirt. I certainly wouldn't need a cowl or anything with it because it's a big enough, big enough, meaning enough fabric 
that you certainly wouldn't need anything in Santa Cruz. I wouldn't need another layer beneath it is what I'm trying to say. And I think it's a yoke construction top down for sure. Circular yoke. Yeah. So I just love it. I've loved it for a long time. It's been in and out of my queue for years and I've always thought, would I really wear it? I don't know, but I've been wearing my sweater coat so much that I think I would. I think I've had that one in my queue as well since the book was released. Yep. I remember before the book came out, there were hints or teasers about it perhaps. And I remember emailing Yasolda's help thing asking mm. what the yardage was because we were going to go to Stitches. Oh. And I wanted to start looking for yarn mm -hmm. for it, but they didn't have any yarn at Stitches that year that I thought would work for it mm -hmm. because there just weren't very many thick yarns. Mm -hmm. So, but I think Candy Skein Worsted, I could probably get Gage. So that's Malia by Yasolda Teague. Very pretty sweater. What's your next one? Another one I have been thinking of is The Pure Joy by Hohi Locatelli. Oh, yeah. I still have a combo of yarn that I can't remember if I put up on Instagram or not, but it is one of the Candy Skein monthly colorways something sprinkles stormy sprinkles. stormy sprinkles colorway which was a colorway a month or two ago and i have a tonal gray from blueberry chick yarns that i'm thinking about putting together i think it would be nice i've, I've had those two skeins in a bag together for a while now and i keep saying this is what I'm going to cast on next. This is what I'm going to cast on next. Obviously, it has not been what I've cast on next. <laughs> so it is still sitting in a bag with those two skeins together. And I think that the two color shawl that I'm going to go for is pure joy because all of my friends who have knit it have said how fun and easy and lovely it was to knit. I definitely can so, confirm that. Yes. So that is what I want. I want one project that's going to be really easy peasy on the needles that I can knit that will keep my brain sane while I have the charted ivy lanes. That's on, a good choice. On the ivy lines, excuse me, on the needles very good choice. so if i if if i do get both on the needles then they'll be somewhat different and my brain will be able to handle different kinds of knitting at different times hopefully and hopefully it will work <laughs> so those are the only two that i really have matched up yarn and pattern so far I have How another one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so first it was a pullover. Then it was a very big sweater coat type of cardigan. Mm -hmm. This is a different cardigan. It's more fitted. And we've talked about this in our stocking before mm -hmm. too. It's called the Cherry Bloom Cardigan mm. by Lene Tosti. And this was released in July of this year. And it is a yoke cardi that has a beautiful cherry blossom floral motif in the yoke. And then yeah. the... I really... Oh, I, I love this pretty. sweater. It's gorgeous. And the rest of the sweater is straight up gray. Oh, it looks like there's corrugated ribbing or some kind of color work actually in the cuffs and the oh, bottom okay. band of the sweater, which I didn't notice before. Didn't princess notice seams either. for the shaping for the waist, which I love princess seams. 
Do you want to define princess seam? So thank you. So typically with a fitted sweater, you would often do the shaping along the waist, the side of your waist. So your increases and decreases would be along the side of your waist running lengthwise through your body. Lengthwise, right? Top to bottom. Yes. Yes. Well, in this case, princess seams are, are done more halfway, like across your, your bust. So kind of nipple line down towards your hip bones and probably in the back to match. So mm-hmm. although this looks like front end or right and left decrease on the princess seams. Oh, it does. Yeah. It so, does. So it looks like it's decreases on both sides of a line. So there may not be decreases in the back. Because typically, so if you imagine if you're going to do increases and decreases, you would do one right before the side of the sweater and one right after the side of the sweater. And then you have your matching decreases on that side. And then you get to the other side and you do the same thing. Well, if you have them placed midway on the fronts and the backs, you would typically knit to that marker do a decrease, knit past the next marker, do a decrease so that you have matching ones again. Well, this one, it looks like there's a decrease. You come to the marker, you do another decrease, then you knit over to the next marker and do the same thing. I think there would have to be decreases in the back though. I don't Let me know see if, if that there's that a would... back shot of the sweater, but it, regardless. It would look right without decreases in the back. It would look, I don't think it would fit right. Right, exactly. So anyway, it's just a beautiful sweater and I've been watching it for a long time when it was first released it was released only in let's see is it Finnish or German Norwegian it's a Norwegian designer mm. but now it's available in English and in German and it's been knit oh only 24 projects okay so it's still not been widely adopted oh, that's but interesting yeah I'm surprised it's so pretty it's adorable <laughs> I have a sweater quantity of a dark gray single ply fingering from neighborhood fiber company that we bought at a stitches many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. That would be the beautiful background color. And then I have Molly Ringwald and Tosh Merino light. That would be the cherry blossom color. I could find a darker gray and then I'd only need one more color for the cherry blossoms, I think. So I have the yarn in stash to knit this sweater. Oh, there's a back picture. Thank you. Oh, look at, there are lots of decreased lines in the back. Very interesting construction. So you might like that sweater then because you often have a fit issue with the back of your sweater flaring out a little bit. So this one might be perfect. Fit you well with all the decreases and you could even make more decreases in the back. Yeah, if I needed to. Yeah. So this one's really high up on the list. So depending on when I get my yarn for Clio... I'm really if, ambitious. I when, could do yeah. both, but I think this is steaked as well. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's steaked. So because of the color work, it would be knit in the round and then I'd have to steak it or cut the center seam and then do the button bands and, and go from there. So nice. yeah. Then again, that's the cherry bloom sweater by Lene Toasty or Tosti. And it's really, really pretty. So those are the top three contenders on my self-indulgent knit-along list. And I would say I'm almost equally excited about all three. So I don't think I could knit all three during the knit-along, but I've done a lot of gift knitting and I'm pretty ready for some self-indulgent knitting, (laughs) I have to say. Yeah. Yep. I am too. I think we're both just ready for 
some calm. Yeah. <laughs> I desperately need some, some calm. calm. Hopefully you'll be able to pick up your peace, Cal, and find some peace. Exactly. Yes. I think I will. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be here soon. And let's see. So self-adulted knit along, since it starts on January 1, you can be swatching now mm -hmm. and planning now. And the planning thread is really, really great because people are kind of floating ideas around and some people are planning on knitting their first sweater ever and they're looking for ideas about style or fit. So if you're kind of wondering maybe what to knit or you want some feedback on what yarn to use or anything like that, just pop into the chatter thread because there's a lot of help there. A lot of people giving opinions and help and it's just a really yeah, friendly Yeah, lots of people asking place. for opinions. Mm -hmm. So lots of support. Like Gail said, a lot of just friendly support. And if you are curious to see, you can also click on at the top of the page, you can just click on photos or you can just click on links and see what projects people are considering. It's just fun. Yeah. Just fun. So especially if you're trying to decide on something and want a little bit of feedback, you know, a lot of people don't have a local yarn store that's convenient where they can mm -hmm. just go in and find knitting friends and say, Hey, what do you think about yeah. this? And what do you think about this? And this is a, a, a way to do that without being there in person. So, yes. and as you start your projects on Instagram or Facebook or on Ravelry, please use the hashtag CCAL2017. And that is hashtag S I K A L two zero one seven so that we will be able to see your progress you can also hashtag yarniacs so that folks who are in the yarniacs group can just click on that and then you can always see anything anybody's working on in the yarniacs group just by using the hashtag which is very fun because then yeah. you get to see the same people working on whatever they're working on I enjoy that. Yeah, there are a few of us on Instagram who use that tag regularly. I know that Celeste mm -hmm. and Robbie and Shasta and I are some of the top users. Mm -hmm. You know, you click yeah. on Yarniacs and you, and see, you see a lot of our posts. posts. Yeah. Yes. So, so, and if you're fun. not familiar with that, all you need to do in Ravelry or Instagram, I don't use Facebook, so I don't know, but is just type the hashtag and then all those letters in a row without any spaces. And then if you want to search for that tag, you just go to the search function in Instagram. And again, just type the hashtag Yarniacs and you will see all of the posts that have been marked with that hashtag. So it's a really fun feature and you can use it for anything. So pretty much anything you've ever heard of has a hashtag for it and you can find corresponding pictures and posts. It's really fun. Although I warn you, it can be a time suck. Yes. <laughs> it can be one of those rabbit holes down which you may tumble for hours upon hours, but it is a fun way to look at people's progress. And Charlene and I really enjoy it. And Instagram's kind of been my savior lately because you're sitting around with not much to do, but you don't have your computer. You have your phone, but mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to surf Ravelry on your phone. So I've been spending a little more time on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. I did that too when I had to sit in a hospital a lot because you have an indeterminate period of time that you're waiting. Mm -hmm. You never know when the doctor's going to arrive or not arrive or the nurse is going to pop in or something happens and you just have to stop, put down whatever you're doing. So projects like Sockhead are good, but we also spend a lot of time on our phones when we're waiting. 
It's just a fact of life. Yep. Indeterminate periods of time, you need short bursts of satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. And lines lately, lines have been pretty long. So lines are a good time yeah. to just pop into Instagram because you can just close it whenever, unless yeah. you, like I said, the rabbit hole syndrome. <laughs> exactly. So again, self-indulgent knitting, hashtag, which is the number signal symbol. Oh, I forget that. It used to be called the pound sign. Pound sign. Or the number sign. Yes, yeah. exactly. So hashtag S-I-K-A-L 2017, hashtag CCAL 2017, hashtag Yarniacs, start date of January 1, 2017. Yay! If you can't start on New Year's Day, no worry. You start whenever you can, whenever you feel the need yep. to be self-indulgent. The ending date will be Monday, March 20th, 2017, which is the spring equinox. You don't have to worry about finishing on that exact date. We will keep the thread open for you to post projects. What we will be doing is drawing prizes from folks who finish their projects in that period of time, just because we have to have an ending time yeah. to do that one thing. But we encourage you to start anytime and finish anytime because we are easygoing. Yeah, and that is the Yarniac way. <laughs> exactly. And already lots of great prizes. So it's going to be super fun to give the prizes away. We're yeah. getting contacted very regularly from awesome designers and Yarny people. And yeah, yeah it's yeah. really awesome. We love our community. And I want to say also how much it has meant to me over the last week, all the well wishes from all of you in Ravelry on Instagram it just means the world. It really does. There are times when you're just kind of in a dark space and it feels like there's nobody around and all I need to do is turn on my phone and go to my <laughs> little happy place and I find yeah, love there and so it really true. means a lot. It really and does. 2016 has been an odd year, a difficult year in many ways. I, I don't like to use the word difficult because for me, I feel like the minute I use that word karma's gonna come kick me in the butt and say ha you, <laughs> you thought, thought that, that was, was difficult, difficult. <laughs> so i'm gonna say 2016 has been a Challenging. challenge yeah. for many folks in many ways 2017 is gonna be let's awesome bring hope along with the light of the solstice let's make 2017 a year of light and hope I love it. Yeah. And we wish you all yeah. the most joyful, prosperous, healthy, upcoming new year. Any of the holidays you celebrate, we hope they're filled with family and love and joy. And thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for being such for being an awesome such group. Wonderful group. Yep. Wonderful listeners and wonderful friends, wonderful yarnies. We truly appreciate it. We truly love you all. And we feel so blessed. We do. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So we'll see looking you in 2017. To 2017. Looking forward to the light. Bring it. Bring it on, baby. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs 
or on Instagram at Yarniak and at Gailey Whaley.